The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Due to technical issues, Rob is unable to join us this week, so another Blevins Franks specialist has kindly offered to fill in. David Morley, the Head of Wealth Structuring, will be talking about estate planning. Based in Brevin Slank's London office for the last 10 years, David is a registered trust and estate practitioner and has spent most of his 30-year career working as a tax, trust and estate planning specialist for the offshore life assurance companies. We're therefore going to focus on inheritance planning today. Welcome, David. It's a pleasure to have you join us today. Howard, thank you very much. and I hope I can uh, live up to such a wonderful uh, introduction. Yes, the bar is set high, but I'm sure you'll get over it. So then, let's start with the basics. What are the various elements that people need to think about as part of their estate planning? I think the first element is really a question. Question being, what is your primary goal from the estate planning exercise? So for me, uh, it's arranging one's affairs so that you understand from a legal and a tax perspective what will happen at any given point should you lose what I call your voice? Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, it's a point in time where you'd like to speak, but maybe you can't. The the two I'm thinking of, of course, loss of capacity, you know, dementia and that, that type of thing, and, and of course, death. Um, and then taking action if you do not like the answer to the question. At a more grad, granular level, I, I see that really as understanding what is your estate, um, how those assets will be used both now and should you lose capacity or at the time of your passing uh, and how the legal and taxation will affect your assets and what impact that will have on future generations. Uh, and finally, ensuring that you have correct, the correct structures, you know, wills and that type of thing uh, to fulfill your wishes uh, and therefore achieve, achieve your, your primary objectives in the estate planning exercise. If someone hasn't done much estate planning yet, where should they start? And what steps do they need to take along the way until it's all in order? And are there any particular issues people need to consider when they become elderly? I think for me, the first thing to do is uh, understand that uh, you're not alone. uh, So therefore, don't worry. Uh, Estate planning is something that needs regular reviews and possible updating. If you think about the realities of life, you have uh, changes of circumstances, your health, for example, changes in wishes, perhaps new grandchildren moving home, receiving an inheritance, and of course, changes to the uh, tax rules. The important thing is to do something uh, and perhaps start with the question we uh, just covered about what's the objective in the exercise uh, and then move through and say, okay, now I understand that. Go and seek perhaps uh, professional advice in the areas in which you need it, maybe a legal professional for a will, for example. Do you recommend that people involve their family in their estate planning? Yeah, well, I think this uh, very much depends on the individual and their views and circumstances. Some people like to keep things very private, whereas others will involve their family. Given that the point in time is usually an emotional one, i.e. death, Uh, I think keeping it private leads to the potential family disputes. Uh, And this is a contentious or contentious uh, estate dispute is very much a a growing uh, area of law. Uh, My personal bias is to involve the family uh, as uh, they will then understand what you're doing and why. This leads to greater understanding 
and enables any potential for misunderstanding to be addressed early within the family rather than leaving it to the courts. Yes, I understand that if you get the family together and I suppose you have to knock the heads together so they actually get past the, the nervousness and, and the fear and so you can get a, a quicker outcome. Is that something that you achieve? Uh, I, I believe so. I believe so. I mean, if, if you know, listeners are, are interested, if you Google the estate of, uh, say, the late Elvis Presley, we all, all remember his great music, but that actually did become a, a contentious estate in the United States. As I recall, and you think, well, I wonder how um, he could have gone around it more easily to make it an easier exercise of a state distribution for the family and everyone around them. Yeah. Well, let's look at wills now. Should British expatriates and their heirs living in the UK have a will in their country of residence, or in the UK, or both? And do you have any advice on setting up suitable wills for expatriates? Yeah, I think the first thing is having a will is very important as you decide, as far as legally possible, you know, how uh, a lifetime of wealth creation is, is distrib distributed uh, and what taxes would be paid or not, as the case may be. Um, an individual's estate will be administered in the country in which they live. This means that a will in that country is very important. In an internationally connected world in which we live, often people will have assets in another country. In some instances, the structure of the asset will take place uh, of a will, uh, a trust or an investment which allows you to nominate beneficiaries, for example. In most instances, instances, however, it will be necessary to think about these assets and how they will devolve after death. Uh, the will from the deceased country of residence will often be effective in the country in which the asset is located. However, it will be necessary to apply to the local courts and provide a translation of the will. As the legal form of will will not be in the local legal format, usually this can only be done once the courts in the deceased country of residence have ratified the will. This method, I've found, uh, often takes a long time and can be, you know, can become costly at a point in time, which is emotional for, for, the, for the beneficiaries uh, and the family. Uh, my personal preference is to have a will in the jurisdiction where the asset is located, as although it costs a little more in, in the short term, at the time you need it, death, uh, the administration process can be started straight away. As will must work first time, my advice is to have a legal professional draw up the will. And what about trusts? Do they still play a useful role in estate planning? And how do tax authorities view trusts these days? Uh, I think trusts, uh, from a common law standpoint, i.e. countries like the United Kingdom, um, play a very important and, and effective uh, part in estate planning. In civil law countries such as France, Spain, uh, the trust is not a recognised concept and can be viewed with suspicion by the tax authorities. Some looking through a trust, others making it administratively burdensome to, to, to be a settler or a beneficiary of the trust. Therefore I believe local advice is critical to ensuring that a trust will do what you think it will do. Our experience is that more often than not there are other structures which perform a similar role to the trust but in a way that is understandable and clearly taxable in the, in the person's country of residence, and in many instances being more accessible than a trust as well. And what about any other structures? Can these arrangements help with estate planning? Yeah, I like to think uh, that using civil law structures for civil law problems leads to more robust estate planning. And there are some interesting legal structures that can be tailored to meet an individual's estate planning needs. These not only being legally robust, 
but also minimise the tax payable during the individual's lifetime as well as on their death. And can you explain a little about the EU's Brussels 4 succession regulation now? In the UK, you're pretty free to leave assets to whoever you like, but many other countries like Spain, France and Portugal have forced airship rules. How does Brussels 4 help with all this? Um, as we've discussed earlier on, cross-border estates, each individual country would look at the estate and, and apply their own rules. The aim of the EU succession regulation, which is uh, often referred to as Brussels 4, is to help address the complications of uh, cross-border estate administration. In essence, the aim is to have one will and obtain one letter of administration and use that to administer the estate of a deceased in another country. In practice, difficulties remain, and given that we are talking about administering an estate for someone who's died, uh, I still prefer the multiple will approach. However, one aspect of Brussels 4 that listeners may wish to note is that it includes the ability for someone to elect for the estate law of their country of nationality to be used. Uh, thus, someone who's a national of England or Wales or Scotland or Northern Ireland can elect to have that law apply to the devolution of their estate on death. Although this overcomes the forced airship rules, it does not overcome the possibility that a contentious estate situation a local court may uh, overrule the will uh, and has no effect on how local inheritance taxes will be applied. And last but not least, are there any particular issues British expatriates in France need to be aware of and plan in advance for? Yeah, when you first arrive in France, the concepts of forced airship and how this interacts with gift and succession tax can be very alien. Our experience, however, is that with a little planning and using legal concepts to work in local law, it's possible to achieve your estate planning objectives, often obtaining higher tax allowances for the estate. Very interesting. Thank you very much, David. Can you tell us a little bit about the Blevins Franks website? Yes, yeah, certainly. Thank you, Howard. It's been a pleasure today. Um, our website, www.blevinsfranks.com, um, contains a plethora of inf information for those who want to take a first step, we, you can uh, order a guide free of charge, uh, which will look at uh, your, your uh, local situation and uh, for something more specific, uh, as a list of our local partners and private client managers who'd be delighted to help you. Thank you for joining us today, David. I'm sure our listeners have found it useful. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Focusing on the big picture. At Blevins Franks, our financial advisors take a holistic approach. We get to know our clients, your family situation and objectives, and our integrated advice covers tax and estate planning, savings and investments, and pensions. We aim to consolidate many of your assets, keeping things simple for you and your family and heirs. Get in touch with your local Blevins Franks advisors today. Visit BlevinsFranks.com. That's BlevinsFranks.com.